This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran keister to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, keisters? How y'all doing today? Guess what today is? Today is episode 13. Lucky number 13. This is our, sad to say, our final, final episode for this season. What the fuck does the season mean for us? Really nothing, but we're going to take a couple of weeks off um, to, to re, I don't know, get a foothold into the ground. Um, before I get started, though, before I dive too deep into it, let me welcome INM. How you doing, INM? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here today and for this whole season. Absolutely. Um, lucky number 13. So my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, her birthday's on the 13th. And she just loves everything to finish on or to start on or to be on the 13th. It's just her thing. And so um, it's a little bit of shout outs to my oldest um, episode number 13. I'm pretty damn aesthetic for us to get to this point. I mean, I know when us three ragtag ragtag people got together, we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. We didn't and uh, we didn't really know how many people were going to listen. We didn't know anything like that. We've got, to this day, we've had thousands of people listening. And that's, well, thousands of listeners. Who knows what the fuck that means, but thank God that it wasn't just 13 Three. people <laughs> 13 episodes. <laughs> so anyway, we'll, you know, we'll talk more about what we have going on uh, for the next few weeks and the future um, towards the end of this episode. Uh, we... We still had a several topics that we wanted to cover, and we'll move those into next season or the next episodes as we get started back again. But I wanted to talk about today about the, the attempt to normalize kink through media platforms. And do you accept it? Uh, is it uh, do you feel like they're representing exactly what we're what we're about? Did it help you? Did it did it help bring other uh, vanilla people into the lifestyle. Do you feel like it's normalizing that it's becoming a normal part of life? Not just in your life, but just to um, Joe Public or Jane Public. But we'll talk about that shit today. Um, and kind of, you know, we just pick apart. I We had a couple of assignments that we assigned ourselves, uh, I and M and I, and that was watch some movies that that were rated. Um, whoever the fuck did this rating of what were BDSM movies or SNM movies. And um, eh, it, <laughs> we got some varying opinions about some things. And uh, uh, one movie that will strike you, if you know me um, as Master Dion, there's going to be one movie that I'm going to say that has actually been very helpful. Uh, and I'm sure you would say there's no way that he'll say this movie. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I and M, I know that you, we both watched a, uh, a couple of these movies and some of them were a little ridiculous, but uh, <laughs> you know, like, did you get some, 
knowledge as some of this, some of these movies? Um, one movie I got a little knowledge, and it was a very well done movie, and we'll we'll touch more into that one. Historical knowledge, right? On that movie, historical knowledge. That wasn't a historical knowledge. I mean, the, did I, you I, see yeah, the settings it, it was in? That it was, was like, historical knowledge. It took place in um, old times. Old times, and so yes, historical knowledge. I like seasoned that. times. <laughs> I know that doesn't apply, but anyway, the announcements for for this week. Okay, so like I just said, last episode of the season, the lucky number 13. We will be then continuing after this and having a couple of weeks break. And in that period of time, we're going to be building up episodes and um, creating new um, subjects to cover and hopefully getting more people involved into, into being a part of podcasts as far as interviews and stuff. We will um, be taking many ideas. If you have an idea, shoot us over at um, info at beyond-kink.com. And, um, you know, some of the things people keep coming up to me at my parties and saying they, they're curious about some this subject or that subject or want me to dive back into something. You have to let us know, because if you don't tell us, then we don't. There's no way for us to touch those subjects without just randomly uh, being on that top that topic and if you tell us at a party we're both a little seasoned and have some seasoned memories (laughs) so so please send it in (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean if you tell me that's it's almost like a waste of time because if you see me i'm running around most of the time and so is i and m and it's just you're really wasting your time we're more than happy to listen to you i'm sure we'll be polite to you but i doubt if we remember yeah, we love to hear that kind of stuff, but also back it up with a, an email so yeah, yeah, that we yeah. we can remember it um, and 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 uh, represent you accurately. Yes. So as we are going to break, don't don't fear. Don't have a fear. We are coming back with in by June thirtieth with our YouTube channel. Yes, you heard it right. We have our YouTube channel, which will have. Most of our episodes on there, like I told you last week, and we'll have some other fun things on this. It'll be uh, released on June 30th, and you can watch our episodes with me and I and them and hear us talk about this in video form. And so we, we, we wanted to put that up so there's not much of a break. We got, we got that rolling on, and we want you to check that out and give your inputs on that and we will start doing some streaming on there or some we'll be uploading videos on there when we have uh, when we do future podcasts and stuff like that. So stay tuned to that. That is a Beyond Kink uh, YouTube channel. And if you just go and look up, I think it's just Beyond Kink or Beyond Dash Kink, Beyond Kink. And then, um, if you look up our YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. And I guarantee you, you're going to see some some exciting and fun things. Um, also, in this closed down time, we're, we're going to build out our new studio. So hopefully by the time that we come back on there, our studio will be built out. It will be nice and spacious. So it'll be hopefully great looking. And by the time that y'all see our videos in the future, then uh, you'll see us in a new uh, light. So I'm, I'm going to start ordering all the stuff. We're going to start building and, and kind of look towards the future to where we have a permanent solid space that we don't have to worry about somebody's bitch ass trying to try to take advantage of us 
By the way, I did see that bitch ass. You would be very proud of me, Mr. Dooley. I saw him at the fucking party and I didn't beat the shit out of him. Good. I just looked at him and oh. stared at him through his soul and kept moving on. Even you are growing. So I'm growing. I'm growing. <laughs> you know, I listened to the episode of Don't Beat a Bitch's Ass. Did we have an episode like that? No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't have an episode. But maybe we need one for yeah, next season. season. Okay. Well, coming soon. Don't beat a bitch's ass. All right. Uh, so anyway, we're, we'll be having that together. And, and it's going to be a lot of work, but we're going to get that together. Um, uh, also, on the 19th of June, which is... This Saturday. It's coming up. Uh, when this will be released, it's going to be like three days later. We will have our subscription-based podcast, which was, is Master Dion Talking-ish up for purchase to listen to that now i want to be clear the master dion talking ish may include a little bit more we want to put up a lot of content and um i know that um i&m is has been putting down some or been creating some some podcast stuff uh, or at least stories or something like that building out ideas and things like that yeah, yeah. so i mean it's up to her but we probably will be looking at some of those things but i got a lot of shit to talk shit about a lot of shit to talk shit about <laughs> and so we uh, if you want to take care of your of us creators then we ask that you subscribe to that we're not going to be very expensive we're going to keep it cheap it's just to start generating some money we went a whole season of doing this podcast without getting paid and uh, we don't we even though we like we love doing this you know, uh, for sure. uh, show us some appreciation for being creators and and uh, subscribe to us. It's gonna, it's not gonna be expensive. So don't get. It's not gonna be as expensive as the parties. I guarantee that. <laughs> so uh, take care of us, and we take care of you. And and uh, I'm sure that we would love to continue this for as long as possible. We did postpone the kink and curious um, to the third Thursday in July, which is July fifteenth. So I want to, uh, uh, we are currently, uh, we're in, I don't know what month we're in, June. June. So we didn't have one for June, and we're going to move it out to that. There's going to be a different format to it, and uh, we're going to revamp it a little bit. So we'll have some coming out within the next week or so about that. Also, ooh, that date is wrong. It's July 9th. We will be having our first Kiki Soiree. And our kinky soiree is a, is a different approach to the other parties that I've had. Now, if you're in Denver, Colorado, and you have taken the time to come to our events, you will see that um, uh, we're pretty relaxed in the way uh, people dress. We're definitely more open to partying and, and just enjoying the scenery. Well, the, uh, we've heard from some, several people, and we've wanted to offer something a little bit more. And so this kinky soiree is a is a new approach to sophistication, to style, everything that I'm not. <laughs> uh, it's going to be the upscale, dressy, kinky soiree where people are going to um, be required to dress up. Dress to impress. Dress to impress. Come, don't, don't come in your skibbies. Don't come in your sweats. I mean, I was going to say no jeans, but ladies, I know you got some of those beautiful, nice designer jeans where you wear with your heels or something like that. We might be okay with that. 
But do not come sloppy. Do not come underdressed. I promise you, I'd rather refund you and tell you to come to another event. But this one, I've secured a place in downtown Denver that's going to be very nice. We're going to have bottle service for the people that want to purchase VIP tables. We're going to have music, more of a EDM slash hip hop, you know, something to get y'all dancing. We're going to definitely have, uh, oh, we have one VIP area that, you know, INM had mentioned, maybe you should save that area for yourself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not a greedy man. So there's a beautiful VIP section that can hold probably somewhere about 10, maybe eight to 10 people, seven to 10 people. Comfortably eight, I think. Okay. Maybe 10. I don't know. I'll have to look at it again. And that's right behind the big bar. So that bar or that VIP will have basically their own bartender that will just be able to turn around and service y'all drinks and stuff like that. It's going to be a, an awesome event. We will um, start advertising that. Uh, well, by the time this comes out, you probably already see the flyer for it. So we're, we're really pushing the envelope to, to really up our game in the more sophisticated kinky scene. So we will have special couples prices and, and single men and single women prices, as always. Um, but, you know, we even have those group prices for those, for those um, VIP bottle service. So just take a, um, a look at, at our Eventbrite, at our LinkedIn. No, not our LinkedIn. What am I talking about? Our Linktree. Linktree. Linktree slash Beyond Kink to find out more details. All right. I think that covers everything. God damn, announcements were a lot of announcements. It's week 13 or episode 13. So we had a lot to talk about before we go on a little break. But let's go to the antidote for the, the last. Well, let's let me do, let me just be transparent. We were supposed to record this last week. I mean, it's still before everybody um, is going to hear. We're going to be on time when it's released, but. I had some neck problems. I had to go to the hospital. So we had to delay it. So we were able to get more things in for over the weekend to talk about as far as antidotes for, from, the, from the previous week. We're actually going back to the previous Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. So I'm going to let uh, uh, the, the first one I did not attend. And um, I&M, uh, talk about that Cherry Creek Reservoir Party. Yeah, it was this great gathering. There were a bunch of kinksters out uh, Cherry Creek Reservoir. And by the time I got there, it was pretty late in the day, and people had obviously a great day. A lot of people were sunburned, kind of buzzed, you know, um, winding down when I got there. It was beautiful. Um, just lots of people out. It was lovely to see all kinds of people out from, I think, multiple circles. Music, they had um, multiple DJs that had been playing all day, a nice mm -hmm. big tent for the DJs, and loud music, and water, and... Fresh air. Now, was this a uh, a kinky party, or was it was it more of a vanilla party but for for kinksters? It was more of a vanilla party for kinksters because some people had their kids out. Hmm. Okay. So you know that's always been a I don't know it's a kind of a line that I personally don't cross. You know when I'm when I'm dealing with people in the kink world. Um, May it be a vanilla event or not a vanilla event. I've always just felt like I just wanted, didn't want any of my kids or my, I don't know, I guess my kids 
to kind of be around that scene. I don't know why. It's just always been kind of a hesitation for me. I mean, so I, just, I found that interesting is that people are really starting to kind of close that gap. Yeah, I'm not they, saying they're performing, you're doing anything kinky oh, in front no, of no, them. Oh, no, no, no. They're definitely not doing anything kinky in front of people. But the, that gap is definitely closing because this weekend I wasn't able to make it. But there was another big, huge barbecue um, where families were invited. But it was for the kinky community as well. So, you know, it, it's um, the one thing that I am happy about is that people are building relationships outside of kink. Like as far as any kind of activities, you know, they're, they're growing friendships and bonding together beyond kink. I, I love that too. So the worlds are starting to blend and it's, I think that kind of taps into our topic for today and really nor the normalization of kink. So our topic is around media specifically, but this is just kind of an example of how it's normalizing in the world at large. Well, I think, I think you hit it right where, where, where we're going to take it is because that's, that's, I think people are getting more courage because of social media and, and because of mass media. Um, but what else? Oh, my. There was some. I would just find that, first of all, I just learned. I thought I just did Xeriscape. Xeriscape. So I've been saying Xeriscape this whole damn time because the wife, he wanted me to take out the front yard grass and, and, um, plant we got approved to plant plants in the yard so they don't have to mow and we conserve water but fuck did i know how hard it was to get take out your front fucking lawn so i i think i told you a few episodes back that we had to spray it and kill it and basically my hand turned into a big ass cramp and then it was dying but it wasn't dying quick enough and then one of the other neighbors that were doing it was like, well, you can borrow the, the this machine. And some of y'all would know what I'm talking about. It's a machine that basically takes up the lawn and kind of re-rolls it back into sod. Well, nobody said wet the ground and make it soft or anything like that. So I'm fucking sitting here doing this goddamn. And I'm shaking and I'm I'm a pretty strong motherfucker. And it is kicking my ass. I could barely, I mean, I got like a portion done and finally figured out, put some water on there. But still, then you run into a root and I, I took up a sprinkler head. I mean, it was all kinds of shit. That <laughs> shit, I mean, it, first of all, that shit knocked me the fuck out. I thought, I thought a workout would knock me out, but that shit knocked me the fuck out. We, we're, I mean, it's been about three weeks now. We're still planting and. I'm still waiting for this other part of the grass to die. I'm not renting that fucking machine again. I know I'm not doing that ever again. That <laughs> shit. Shots out to fucking landscapers. God damn, fuck that work. I can't, I can't handle that shit. I thought I was a man, but I guess not. With soft hands and pillowy. Um, sweet. No, no, no. I don't got a pillowy ass. Don't even start that shit, do we? I got pillowy hands. <laughs> All right. So fuck the zero scape. All right. What's the fuck? Zero scape. Zero scape. Nay, zero scape. I'm not doing zero scape. <laughs> but it's done now. It's too fucking late. It, it look, my lawn looks like shit. And so hopefully these plants will grow and look spectacular and it'll be all well worth it. 
Well, yeah, past that bullshit that I had to do by myself, um, we got a chance where I think this is the first event, actually, that uh, myself, I&M, and my slave-to-be got to go out together with, right? I yep. Mean, and, Besides uh, we, our own. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the kink fetish ball. Kink fetish ball. Now, fuck. There was a lot of fucking people there, right? It was more people than I've been around in years. I mean, fuck COVID. I guess COVID's over because there was there had to be. Was there? I mean, there, maybe there, I'm exaggerating. This had like a, like a thousand people there. Yeah, I think there were probably at least that. They they were hoping for two thousand was what I saw in their promotional oh, material. Shit. So it could have been. I mean, it was a lot of fucking people there. It was packed. It was like. COVID's definitely over. This was like a pre-COVID kind of event in terms of the numbers of people and mask wearing and all that, or it, lack thereof. Man, that, I mean, there was people wearing masks. There Some were part of their outfits. It was actually pretty innovative. A um, lot of kinky outfits out there. A lot of people. A lot of haters. A lot of people that like me. It was great. I didn't beat nobody's ass. That's, that's, I guess that's the first point. But... um. Uh, if you don't know about me, I don't know if I've said this in a previous episode or not, but I, I ain't. I know I throw parties and shit, but I don't like being around crowds like that only because of the fact that it's like an old fucking Italian type. I don't like to have my back or somebody's behind my back. I want to be against the wall so nobody can come from behind me. Come from in front of me, but not from behind me. You know, I, I don't want to get stabbed or shot in the back. Well, you found your spot. I found my spot. And if you happen to notice me at all, I was basically smoking a cigar against the fence outside. And so I just uh, made my position tight, and I stood there for, I thought we stayed about an hour and a half or something. Well, I, I know you, I&M stayed later because she was having a fucking glorious time. Tell us about your time there. Huh? Oh, let's see. It was just, I, I just haven't been out to that kind of event in a long time. It was kind of a cross between a party and vendors and a show all in one kind of package. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just nice to be out. I, for any of you that don't know, I've moved up here from Santa Fe, New Mexico. So in Santa Fe, a thousand people, we don't really have a thousand people out at one time, except for maybe on Christmas Eve and everybody walking Canyon Road. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it, was, it was just a really good night. Um, I got a really nice new toy, and I have a fun story to tell about that at some point in time. Oh, a new toy, huh? New toy. Well, that's good. That, you, so that means you bought from one of the vendors, though? I did. That's awesome. I mean, the, the a couple of years ago, in my opinion, they had kind of screwed up by making the place a little too small. And it was just like jam-packed. Was, you could barely move in there. But this year, they had a nice spaced out. You can move around. It was still packed as fuck, but at least you had a lot more space and can move around. I, I thought, I thought it was a pretty good production. Um, not sure, you know, like behind the scenes, as me and you know, that behind the scenes is always different than what the fuck in front of the scenes look like. So, you know, hope that um, it, things went well for the people that put that on. Um. And we tried it. We tried our best to try to do an after party from there because especially that we were looking at a space that was like a block away. It would and, have been fantastic. Oh, it would have been a fantastic after party. But the owner of the building was, uh, we wanted to pay him like $1,000 for just a few hours. And he was like, that's not enough money. 
So I don't, I just don't think they wanted to have anything done in that building. Too much liability. That's what he said. They right? said too much liability yeah. in a small amount of time. They wanted monthly rentals. Yeah. You know. So I was like, okay, well, Long-term. I'm going to pay you. We're definitely not going to pay you a month's worth for fucking a, a few hours of there. You know, fuck that shit. They just want a long-term lease. Yeah, I know, but, you know, whatever. You know, when sometimes you, 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 you get it, sometimes you don't. But it also probably would have been one of the worst things we've done because we had the kinky rooftop getaway the next day. So we did an after party that rolled right into the next day and the after party after that. We would have been pride. Well, fuck, I was already fried as it was. We would have been fucking... It would have been like dead. I don't know what I don't know what after what's after fry. What is it? Nightmare. <laughs> well, well done. Uh, well, you know, so we we decided where there was some hesitation. We decided to do our our um kinky rooftop getaway party the next day. And we were having some hesitation because we didn't know how people were gonna feel after the 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 kink fetish ball, but we decided to do it and and had a, a pretty decent turnout. Uh, it was it was obviously different than what the King Fetish Ball was doing, and we we wanted to play on that. We wanted to kind of have it more of a sunny going into the sunset, which was fucking gorgeous. It was amazing. Uh, I mean, it, the weather was perfect. We had no issues with rain or nothing like that. It was good weather, and whoever was doing the fucking barbecue was a fucking magnificent guy. <laughs> that guy knows how to fucking barbecue. Um, and, um, it was just, the bartender was, she was happy as fuck. She was on. Yeah. She was just rocking them out. There was, it was, um, our first party that we had unlimited drinks and nobody, you know, I mean, one or two people got a little crazy, but you know, nobody got really crazy. And, and, um, we just, we decided to have an after party at a friend's house and, oh man, those tickets skyrocketed and we had a lot of people there. There was, it was, I, I could feel like. There was a lot of new people that want to go to the after party, but they're seeing it and maybe didn't participate as they normally would. But it was still like an icebreaker for people to kind of experience their first time going to an after party. Overall, I thought the night was, as far as for the customers, the night was actually pretty fucking good, right? I think it was a, a great party overall and people had a good time. Um, a new Grouping of people went to the after party that had never been to any of our after parties, and they were raving and just had a magnificent time. We got some feedback, so thank you for your shouts out, and we look forward to seeing you at our next parties. Yeah, that was um, I was uh, I was actually pretty fucking excited about how people responded. Again, y'all fuckers, y'all y'all buy tickets super late, but at least y'all support. But goddamn, y'all be making our stress level way the fuck up there, you know. I need to get, I started to need to zen in for like the last week of, of every event. Just go out there and it's just, maybe I know can have me doing some fucking yoga or some shit like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. I need to do something because I was fucking stressced. Oh, yeah. Yoga would be good. So, anyway, that we're, we are very, like, like INM said, we're very appreciative of what everybody, that everybody came through. And um, again, we're, we're, we're hoping that the, that the variety of events is helping people get back open and that people are really enjoying this. And a special shout out to all of our, our volunteers. Our, you know, yeah. We didn't need as many this time, but fuck, they, they worked their ass They off. worked hard and they were magnificent. They yeah. were on it and really beautiful to work with. I'm super appreciative of everybody that came out in all your capacities, whether you are a guest or a volunteer. 
You made a great night. So thank you all. Yeah. And I, I just want to make one last point that uh, I'm always happy to be weary about. And that is when we find these new venues, when we go up there, they are already skeptical of us about tearing up their place or something like that. For some reason, people look at kink and they, they seem to think that we're about to go do some bad shit stuff, you know? And so I really appreciate the volunteers and the participants that come to the party because you're not, you're, you're showing them something different. They, the rooftop loves us. We're going to, this new venue is going to love us because it's not like we're messy. We come in there, we straighten it up, we make it look better than they gave us, especially this last time. Oh, yeah. We made it look better than what they gave us. And um, all I'm getting is tens out of tens. You know, you have car blanche to when you want to rent the place and things like that. So um, it's just showing them that, I mean, first of all, we're professionals, we're um, everyday people, and we want to go to someplace to have fun. And then we like to fuck afterwards. Most people like to fuck, you know, I don't know about most people, but a lot of people like to go home and fuck. So we just like to do it in a more public place, maybe. Uh, so, yep. <laughs> you know, so thanks, everybody. And let's get into this to the topic today. Attempt to normalize kink through media platforms. Now, INM and I went back and forth. She tried to convince me of something about what normalized me, and I told her she's batshit crazy. And then we had a nice little argument. And then <laughs> we had, and I smoked a cigar. And I think we finally came to where we actually found some middle ground. First of all, she's going to create something for later on because of what she was talking about was actually a very good point. It just wasn't about the normalization of King through media platforms. So after we started talking and getting all this stuff out, we started saying, okay, well, what are the different mediums? Or what, what exactly are we talking about as far as the normalization? And we started kind of working backwards. And like, like with social media, we were talking about the conduits to allow and express and deliver. So this is not really the media trying to normalize it, but it's creating avenues for us to express so that people outside of the lifestyle can see that it's not the worst thing in the world you know, it depends on whose Instagram or whose Facebook that you follow, but you can start seeing some of that. Oh, okay, you know, it's there's the wear, the fetish wear, or or there is the leather, or there is something else. But you know, like people are diving more into it, people are being more open about it, and so they're using it as a conduit to express themselves. Um, I noticed that um, uh, you know, I and M, we were talking about this with, okay, Instagram and and Facebook and how they kind of have limitations to it. And um, INM pointed out a, <laughs> um, a hashtag that I knew nothing about. And so I'm not going to speak on it. But, uh, you know, well, we were talking about some of those limitations with, and Kiki had mentioned that there were some limitations with Instagram and Facebook and how they're kind of banding us. You know, what did you find out and what did you notice with uh, some popular, popular, mediums that were allowing um i guess our kinkier side of things yeah both both twitter and tiktok have hashtag kink talk kink talk hey i-n-k-t-o-k hashtag kink talk so there's um if you want to look for some things out there related to kink 
on both Twitter and TikTok, you can do that. So that was that was kind of cool. There's a whole place on TikTok to find. I, I don't have Twitter. I have Twitter, but I haven't used it. I've had it for years and never really used it. But TikTok, I, I use on occasion because my daughter likes to do TikTok things with me and or point out things and mm-hmm. my youngest daughter. And so. Um, so do they have limitations? I mean, like, can you go out there and just be butt ass naked on kink talk? Or I don't believe so, but I, I didn't go quite that deep into it to oh, know okay. for sure what all the rules are. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. You know, there's some there's some kind of avenue with TikTok, which is, of course, everybody's heard of it out there. Um, um, your ex president Donald Trump was trying to ban them from America, so. If you're, if you're not familiar with TikTok, then ask your kids. I guarantee you they know what the TikTok is. And this hashtag KinkTok, it's, I don't know, it's something that's showing that they, there is some avenues out there through the regular social media. Um, some other conduits that seem to be coming up right now um, are kind of like this membership base type for kinksters where, okay, maybe Instagram is not going to let us at all. We can't. I mean, we, um, um, Mr. Mr. Dooley over there, he created a Instagram post and they blocked their Instagram post. I couldn't even, I don't know if I told you that, but we couldn't even promote it. It was really? fucking suck. Yeah, they, they banned it. It's the nipples. There was no fucking nipples. It was their ass backwards, remember? Oh, yeah. Remember, there was a backwards ass. Yeah, they, they banned that. I mean, fucking hey, oh. man. It was, so, yeah, fucking hey, man. I don't know what's going on. But, we're starting to see some membership-based uh, social media platforms um, that are are um, allowing us to do what we what we like. Um, so I mean, you know, I and M obviously, FetLife, which we've been using for years. I was going to say FetLife and OnlyFans have both been around for quite a while, I believe. I don't know how long OnlyFans is. I don't but, either. You know, but uh, definitely FetLife. You know, like that's the way. That's how we met. Yeah. And then the OnlyFans is, uh, you know, because they're keeping it, OnlyFans and, and also Patreon, you know, they are, they're giving us avenues to make it a membership type base. Uh, I guess you can do it still for free, too, as long as they sign up and it's kind of a membership base and then you can kind of express yourself in the way you want to in your king lifestyle. Well, I think OnlyFans, if you're posting content, you have to pay. I think so? If, yes. Okay. Yeah, Oh, you can get free content, but it's you got to charge something. Huh? Yeah, I think that the people that are providing, you know, have their own OnlyFans channel have to pay. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, okay, so well, of course, OnlyFans because they're, cause they're has trying to, get paid, to right, right. So yeah, they're yeah, yeah, making money. Sense. So if they're making money, they got to pay for their channel. That's uh, basically how it goes. That makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, you obviously hear that we're. I don't know shit about shit, but they the these are the kind of avenues that I see that they're. Saw some special. Uh, I think it was like on fucking sixty minutes or some shit like that about how OnlyFans girls that are making a shit ton of money. And um it's it's definitely um we already talked about a couple episodes, but these are just kind of some of those membership based type of things. We also have a um I mean we have a friend who is local in Denver, Colorado, who is creating um her own kind of membership base. Now I've I've already talked with her and she gave permission to Mentioned it, and it's called Kinked In. A spinoff of or a, a play on words from LinkedIn, but it's a kinky business social website, correct? Yep. 
it'll be a networking place. So I know in many of the religious communities, people support one another in business and it helps the community prosper. So based on that, she's doing a kinked, a kinky um, type of networking site so that we can spend our money with other kinky people. I think and that's support great. Each other. Yeah, I think I, that's great. I think it's fabulous. Because it, it, it helps that, you know, people that maybe aren't in your inner circle, you know, like if you know that they have a kinky connection, then you can go and support and, and, uh, they just may know, you know like are you, if they ask me, be like, oh, I came from kinked in and know that you have more common bond than, than maybe just looking at each other. I thought yeah. that was pretty great. I think it's great. I mean, I, if somebody's going to be remodeling my house, I'd rather have a kinky person in there than a vanilla person. Absolutely. Because at least we have something to talk about and I feel mm-hmm. safer in my house and, mm-hmm. you know, we have more of a common bond. So it makes a lot of sense. If they're vouched for. Of course. So. The, um, uh, the, she also has re rebranded her her monthly event kinked in so the name of her monthly business networking event which is on the fourth thursday of the month so our uh king and curious is on the third thursdays hers is on the fourth thursday and um to find out more I, I'm, I'm not sure how you're going to find out more about you can go to kinked in on facebook oh okay yeah oh, she's got so. a facebook group great so on yeah. facebook go to kinked in and that's uh k-i-n-k-e-d-i-n all right. Um, so now we get more into what our assignment was, and that's you know like the the mass media, right? The books, the movies, the TV, music. So there was no way in hell I was about to read more books or read any books about about BDSM and King. I don't want to fucking read no more books. About well, what that. I can say about books real quick. Read is, it. Tell us about it. Cause I sure wasn't going to do it. I, I didn't have time to read a bunch of books, but what I can say is I walked by the bookstore on Colfax yesterday. I was going down to breakfast and there were a bunch of books for pride about, um, all, all kinds of things in the window. And then there was one in particular that caught my attention. That was not next to the kinky part. Um, there's or a not ne- part? No, not next oh. to, excuse me, not next to the, um, the LGBTQIA part, but it was separate and it was called Paint Alicious. And it was this book that had a title, that was the title, and mm-hmm. it has a picture of a naked woman with a bunch of roses, just covered with roses. Okay. And the, um, it says, the pain-free way to achieving your naked ambitions. So we often think of kink in terms of BDSM and the painful kind of things. Um, and they're showing that there's another way to explore kink. Uh, okay. I don't, that doesn't seem kinky to me, but I mean, it's, so is it just a way to be naked? Well, decorating with flowers or it's some sensual kind of touch sort of thing. Okay. Well, there's obviously a million books to read about it. And your favorite book was the, uh, what's that, that book called? My favorite book? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know which one you're talking about. Lighter Shades of Gray or something like that. You know. It was it? Is it that wasn't a favorite book. Is it Lighter book. Shade of Brown? That wasn't group? a favorite. It wasn't a favorite book, but I can tell. I'll tell you a story about what that. What is the what's the what's 50, that shit called? Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. So wait, I, I'm gonna tell. <laughs> I'll tell you a quick story. When that book came out, my friends were all excited about it and um, passing it around. And came my turn to read it, 
And they're like, Em, what is taking you so long to read it? And I was like, well, my life is more fun than the book. Mm. Anyway, so I read the first one, but I didn't read the second two, and I didn't see the movie because. Well, I doubt that any of our life is more exciting than that book. Because <laughs> I wish I wish there could be a billionaire spooning me or something like that. It could be a female Right. It could be. Don't you be could so. Have, you could have a sugar mama. Don't be so uh, narrow-minded. There's, when I said billionaire, you looked at me like there was no such thing as a woman billionaire. Oh, I didn't think that. Okay. That was your idea, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at you to see what was next. So the book Lighter Shade of Brown. I'm sorry. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, the book and the movie. This is what I that's what I was going to say. That's going to be a little bit shocking, but I actually applaud that series and the reason why i applaud that series not because of what was in the movie not because of the whole thing about you know being there swooping you away and you're going off to all these places and then blah 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 i mean i couldn't get past the first movie but what did it do for society it changed things completely absolutely it it and it started to normalize or push into uh, vanilla people's minds that there is, this is not so, so dangerous or so awkward um, uh, as compared to some of these other movies that show us this very, very demented or very dangerous type of ways. It was, it was kind of romanticizing it. It definitely romanticized it in some I don't even want to go there. <laughs> I know has this look like, yeah, 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 but it's still a shitty movie. But it, it was it, the important part was that it opened people's minds to it. The people in the vanilla world that never looked at this or only looked at this in a negative way, their mind was starting to open to it. You know, like it's it, it wasn't a, a, a huge success for no reason. It was Correct. like, wow, okay, something that I've never seen. Something that, oh, man, maybe I want to incorporate some of that stuff. So it's probably, I you know, I know you'll probably want to fucking cuss me out, but it's probably one the biggest influential series to uh, for the kinksters and the kink world and BDSM that is for any impact in the regular normal vanilla world that we've had. I I would say based on my limited awareness of media and movies, <laughs> um, I, I would say that it definitely has had a huge impact. I mean, earlier in the season, we had one of our um, people wrote in a story saying she used Fifty Shades of Grey as um, a way to open a conversation with her husband about her desire for a kink. So, and that's very interesting. Uh, you know, like it, and Fifty Shades of Grey could be. I mean, could be like the ultimate like kink for somebody's in the vanilla world. So they may look at it differently. I know you can't compare us, and I'm not going to even give my opinion about it. But I'm just saying that hey, it helped open up us to this world. Um, you know, as we talk about mass media, you know, there was there's a couple ways that it has been done. Obviously, the books and the I guess there's magazine outlets for it, but also the blogs. You know, people are are logging in and reading people's stories and and um, um, there are some sexy stories out there that, that involves BDSM and some, some master slave stories and stuff like that. There's a lot of content online that people are using as conduits to, to express and, and tell erotic stories. So I think that's uh, a huge part of it, too. 
But the message that's being changed, when I, when I say the normalization of kink through mass media, what is, if you, we've kind of went and did some kind of look at, at uh, a lot of these different movies that we pulled off of as far as the quote unquote top BDSM and uh, uh, movies out there. And what we noticed was, well, at least what I noticed was that it, some of the older movies, maybe even in the 80s and going into the 90s, they were kind of a more of a darker scene, horror, hidden underground, kind of like eight, 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 eight millimeter. millimeter. And, uh, you know, some other movies. I don't know. I, I saw, I was looking at some of these movies and I was like, okay, some of them were ridiculous. But it kind of went to that to where, I mean, kind of crazy, more of a romantic, hidden, more normalized to even fucking rom-com type of shit. It was pretty fucking interesting how how this um, how it's kind of moved more towards of this normalization type of thing. Yeah, I would say those eighty movies were kind of the that romantic. You know, if we if we look back at um, what was that one called? Um, uh, there was Vanilla Sky, and what was the other eighties movie that was real? Oh, Nine and a Half Weeks. Nine and a Half Weeks. Yeah, those uh, were kind of like it was just so kind was of like a sexual a, kind of. Movies. I know, I but don't know. but there was like a hint of things in those both of those movies and i disagree because i say okay. the cell <laughs> the cell came out in the 90s i think it was in the 90s when the fuck did the cell with uh, jennifer lopez that shit was oh. fucking demented you know and and the kind of movies that they're mentioning on here is like what was that horror movie that i was talking about with the with pinhead what's the horror hellraiser hellraiser they were kind of lumping that in as the BDSM because all the leather oh, yeah. and everything like that. That's that was that eighties going into nineties. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like really demented. Now they had sensual stuff, but eh, it didn't seem much of BDSM in those. True, those were kind of more of that sensual stuff. Maybe Vanilla Sky a little bit. Try to cross in there a little bit, but um, um, you know, I, I found it to be a lot more horror type of shit where. Um, it was just a really kind of a bad approach to what, you know, like it was like you, you got to be a serial killer. <laughs> like really twisted mental health. Yeah, to, to be a part of the kink world. Right. And and if we're having family barbecues, we know that people are a whole lot more normal than that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was it was it was a little crazy. Um, and as we kept moving forward, I mean, there was another fucking dumbass movie that actually came out in 2016 called Pet. And there was supposedly, I mean, it was it's on Tubi, if you know that network. Pet was fucking ridiculous. I mean, it was just dumb. But it was a I can I, for some reason I watched it all the way through. And, and <laughs> so it was just something to go look at. It had nothing to do with BDSM except for the fact there was a cage, and the guy kidnapped a girl and put her in a cage. Is that BDSM or is that fucking kidnapping? You know, like that's a crime. I don't know what the fuck. But you know, like. I guess the mind twist at the end where the guy that captured the girl end up being the pet for her. Hey, yay. I don't know. But um, so I, I, I sacrifice for y'all to go through some of these movies. And I'm going to tell you, we're both going to talk about a really good movie, but we're not going to talk about it right now. But, you know, some of the things that, are come, uh, that have come up, my favorite show on right now, my favorite show is a show called Billions. 
and it's on Showtime. It's it has absolutely nothing really to do about BDSM except for components of it. And um, you know, I'm a businessman. I like seeing those type of shows and seeing how they portray billionaires to be and stuff. And one of the main characters, if you haven't watched that series, one of the main characters is like a high end attorney for like a U.S. attorney or something like that. And he has this hidden secret about him going to um, dominatrix type of facilities. And he and it's not a whip on his ass. I mean, this dude likes to get fucked up. I mean, he likes to get his ass whooped. I mean, I mean, karate chop to the gut. I mean, the whole nine. He likes to get he comes home with bruises and the wife. His wife knows about it because he can't hide it. He got bruises all over him in the place. Well, it comes. So, you know, it starts off where it's hidden and it's forbidden. And it gets to the later uh, seasons and episodes about he's somebody's recorded him and he's about to be exposed as he's going for a higher position. I think it was like the U.S. attorney for New York or some shit like that. And he decides in his campaign, he decides to just come out with it. And the the voting people decide to vote him in because he was so upfront and he told us about it and blah 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 and i thought what a f- weird kind of amazing moment it was it was basically telling us through the show that there are so many more people that think that way and they know they can't express it and they know they got to hide it but it was refreshing to see somebody of power saying hey this is what i do I like to get my ass whipped, my ass whipped by a dominatrix, and and uh, so it kind of like in one one or two episodes there, just kind of said, "There's this is what kink is normal. It's part of a lot of people's lives, and 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 um, uh, deal with it. It's, it's I love that what it is, yeah. So it, it it was already my favorite show before that, and then I just fucking made it over the top. Now is that Fantasy is that real reality? Would somebody ever come out like that? And would they get more votes because of saying that? Who the fuck knows? It's a show. And I think I think that I think that also speaks to like the secrets in our society. And I think people are kind of tired of secrets. So who knows? Yeah, I know. I'm fucking tired of it. Now, I mean, let me get some more other bad movies. What <laughs> bad movie did you just tell me about? Oh, uh, that one that I. S and M Sally. S and M Sally. That was really bad. <laughs> I watched maybe like twenty minutes, and I was like, I can't do this because I'd watched that really good movie before it, and I was kind of on a high from that other movie and sort of in like that afterglow of the other movie because it was just a very well done movie. And then I put on S and M Sally, and it was just like I'm all for lesbians and doing whatever they want and all of that good stuff. But the way the movie was, it was just not a good movie. Yeah, I. I watched it. I went like three fourths away in it, and to me, it had a very important message. Remember when in the previous episodes I talked about the glossary or the the um, um, dictionary of kink terms, and they had gay in there. Well, this movie was illustrating where this was a, a lesbian couple. One of them was really into kink, and the other one knew nothing about kink, and it showed that. Uh, a gay person doesn't automatically mean kink. It's Not that, at like, all. She was discovering yeah. it. Now it was a little comedy, and it was a little. Um, I don't know. Eh, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was. 
it was goofy, funny, maybe, I guess. I don't know. It was, I, I, I try to go through all of it and then I couldn't go through all of it. And, and, but it just, at least it was sort of okay. Um, I mean, but take I, it for what I, it's love, worth. I love the message, you know. Yeah, because they had that. They had, did you see, did you go as far as seeing like the threesome? No, I missed it. I probably okay. would have liked that. Yeah, there was a, not, not an actual threesome, but it was like a, it was a, a, a pansexual guy that had a girlfriend and wanted to add a boyfriend. And so then they kind of started a relationship. Of course, then uh, the, the, gay, the gay person and the uh, female started arguing. And then it was battling for his love. And so it was, maybe it's kind of real life. You know? I think that's probably you know, pretty you're real. You're trying to introduce your partner and stuff like that. So it, it, you watch the movie, if you want a message out of it, it's better than, than just watch it for a movie. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of tacky, but it's still a message to get out of there. Um, another, oh my God. Now, I'm torturing myself to give y'all some, some information. This movie is called R100. You're not, I guarantee you most of y'all have never heard of this fucking movie. It's like a, I think it's a, it's a Japanese movie. There's, uh, it was no English in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out in 2013. It's on Tubi also. Oh my God. So it, it was basically this guy who, his wife is in a coma. He's taking care of his son and the granddad's having him out. And he's just a depressed, he has a job, regular guy, has a job, he's a depressed guy, and he goes to, well, first of all, he goes to this building, and it's like uh, a building, it's, he walks inside, and it's just these, it's like, it's like a display case of all these dominatrix. And they say, you got to pay for the year, and you cannot cancel this contract. And these, dom- these different dominatrix will unannounced just show up to wherever and just in his case just start beating his ass so <laughs> so he's walking down the street and girl comes out of nowhere and dominatrix and just starts beating the dog shit out of him and the way they show him going to this euphoria or this i don't even want i don't want to say subspace but it's like this euphoria is that it would show his face his eyes would go black and then like this wave <laughs> around his head. And it would just show like he just enjoyed it. You know, he was getting his ass whipped. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and it for 2013, this movie looked like it was made in fucking like 78 or something like that. It was, it was, it was weird. And it just kept happening over and over again. He'd just go somewhere, get his ass whipped, and then his eyes would go black and then he goes into the state. He goes into the state, right? Finally, so remember, he, you cannot cancel the contract. But now they started showing up at his work, beating his ass in the bathroom and stuff like that. And he's like, you can't, you know, when, you can't go into my work. But they was like, we don't give a fuck. We're going to do this. And so then he tries to cancel the contract. And the contract, the contract doesn't get canceled. And then I turned off the movie. It was getting too fucking dull. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was boring. But it was called R100. <laughs> maybe somebody else can watch the rest of that. Maybe it got interesting, but it just was not interesting to me at all. I, I just have to say thank you for doing so much homework because I don't typically watch TV or do movies, so it was a stretch for me to watch a few. Yeah, fuck. It was, it was tough. Now, two more before we get to the, the main one. 
a lot of people did start off with secretary. Now, um, uh, it's one of those, it was Jake Gyllenhaal. No, no, it was his sister. What's his sister? Marcy? Maggie. Maggie Gyllenhaal and something Spade. What's his name? David. No, it's not, definitely not David Spade. It's <laughs> one of the old time actors. And anyway, most people know what, what secretary is. And it, it's a quirky type of movie, but it, it, it definitely has a, a BDSM moment. Uh, it's definitely a BDSM movie where he kind of takes control of her and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's kind of an introduction that a lot of people saw that movie. I didn't watch it this time because I knew most people have already watched that. I definitely did not watch Fifty Shades of Grey. But there's one dark horse. There's one dark horse that, uh, pun intended, that uh, has, I guess, again, maybe you will, will say no, but Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan is, it's not a BDSM movie, but, and maybe he's doing it the wrong way. He has it chained up, and uh, Christina Ritchie was looking sexy as fuck because, you know, I like sluts, and she just looked slutty as fuck in that movie. She was <laughs> fucking everybody. It was, I was like, this girl looks fucking dope. I mean, I usually like a big ass, and she didn't have one, but she was just sexy as fuck in that movie. Just poor white trash. I mean, sexy. Any case, if you haven't seen the movie, it's with Samuel Jackson and Christine Ritchie. No, yes, I'm talking about the girl from what's that movie called? What's the fucking family? What's the with Lurch in it? What's that movie called? At the Adams family. Adams family. Yes, she was the little girl in the old one. Oh, she was a little girl, and she's. Grown up to be a nice little proper slut. And so she gets, she's um, on these drugs and gets, um, this guy wants to fuck her, throws her out the car right in front of, of um, Samuel Jackson's house. And Samuel, I mean, this is way deep in some goddamn um, southern place of, of America where he basically is a farmer and lives on a farm and his wife just left him for his brother. Oh. Yeah. So he's a, God-fearing man, and so he sees her. She's she's in and out of this kind of uh, coma state, and but because of the drugs or whatever. And so he basically she runs out and gets lost in the field. He gets her. She finally comes out of it, wakes up, and he has a chain around her. And she's like, "What the fuck?" You know, it's like if you just want to fuck me, come and fuck me. The guy let me go. I gotta go. And um, I, I, it's it comes to the point now. I guess that's more, I can't tell if that's more of a kidnap story or bondage because it, it, it she didn't, she didn't want to go, but she did want to go. And then uh, he was like, I'm going to make you right. You know, you got all this stuff going on. Finally, he was like, fuck it. I, I ain't got it. I'm not God. I can't do this. Let's go. And then she doesn't want to leave until um, Justin Timberlake is her boyfriend, her fiance. And he's a nutbag in there, and he has mental issues. And um, he comes back, and she story ends where he was about to kill Samuel Jackson, but then she was like, "No." So she kind of took the daddy role for for him, uh-huh. or he's her daddy and her protector. And then, but she loved Justin Timberlake, and they end up going off and getting married or something like that. But it was just a very there was a lot of 
details that made it more for me kind of a kinky story, even though I don't think that was, I don't know. I don't know what the director's approach was. That sounds a little messy in my idea of what BDSM is. Uh, I don't think I've ever known BDSM not to be messy. Okay, But maybe that's uh, uh, not the case. In any case, (laughs) Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. And I'm fucking obsessed with uh, Samuel L. Jackson anyway. I mean, if you listen to my little introduction to uh, my story, we use his motherfucker at the end of it. Motherfucker! (laughs) I'm obsessed with that fucking guy. That old fucker, I'm obsessed with him. In any case... I'm going to let you talk about the, the movie that I recommended to to uh, INM and to my slave to be and to I put on my on my uh, FetLife page was an unbelievable true story. Tell us about it. Well, the name was um, Professor Marston and the Wonder Women, and first of all, it was a very well made film. So. From beginning to end, it it captured, like it had my attention. And that is not easy for any movie to do in my world. I'd tried one other, uh, another one, and it was subtitles. No, it didn't even have subtitles. If it had subtitles, I probably would have stuck it through, but it was in Hindi or something, and I couldn't watch it because it was like, <laughs> there weren't I don't know subtitles. If Hindi, is it Hindi? You know, I don't know Hindi? if that's the Hindu. language. No, well, no? that's the religion, but what's the language? I don't know. It was an Indian language that I'm unfamiliar with. Okay. We'll just put it that way. Right. Um, anyway, but Professor Marston, it was just spectacular from beginning to end. So the story um, begins with a couple who are professors. Copy and, that. And, and the female, his wife... Um, She's trying to get her, um, is it her master's or a P- No, PhD. a doctorate. Her yeah. doctorate from Harvard. And because of w- she's a woman, so the movie takes place like in the 40s, right? No, that was in the 20s. Oh, in the 20s. Yeah. Okay. So it takes place way back. And um, Harvard would not give her a degree because she was female. Yep. And so they were sending her to- Radcliffe. Radcliffe even though it was all the same teachers and she was just like bugged and she was petitioning to get the degree from Harvard instead of Radcliffe. Anyway, so that was kind of the beginning of the film and it set the stage. And then there's a student in Professor Martin, the male's uh, class. Yes. And And he was a professor at Radcliffe. Right. I remember right. And so he was a professor over a woman's class. Yeah, it was a a whole class of women, No, no men in the class. Women's school, because in those days, schools were separated, especially for higher education, because women really didn't, they didn't really want women getting educated. There were a few that did, but anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, the fucking 1920s, they didn't want women, they didn't want black folks to have voting rights. What the fuck? Sorry. I know, right? Go ahead. So anyway, so um, Professor Marston is, they're, the two of them, they are working on designing a lie detector machine. Mm. And I'm not exactly sure where the why for that came from, but in the process, they needed a volunteer. Mm-hmm. And so one of the young students ends up being a volunteer. 
Okay, let me step in because I was you're, say, you're you butchering go. the story right All now. All right, you go. So she's on the right track. These This couple was a fucking super smart couple, right? Super smart. They were He's great. a Harvard graduate. She's um, equivalent to a Harvard graduate. Yes. But um, is chasing their PhD. And they're working on, not only is the uh, professor there, she, his wife is like the teacher's aide or something right up there. She was in the same it was like an associate professor underneath him right. in their class. And his new class, he wanted to, um, he needed a teacher's aide. And um, he was instantly, she could, the wife could tell he was instantly into one, one specific girl. One of their major projects was this, you want to talk about um, um, saposexual? How do you say that? Saposexual? Sapiosexual. Sapiosexual? Mm-hmm. Like, that I started getting horny because of how fucking intelligent these people were. Yeah. They were creating this lie detector um, device. And um, so they had this student who he was clearly into. And they started to um, get do this project and do the stuff for the school. And they end up miraculously coming out, you know, like some kind of lie. And, and they come out to find out that the heart the rhythm of the heart or something like that can be detected about lies and stuff like that. So, Well, the, li- the rhythm of the heart and the sweating of the palms. Okay, so they end up inventing, this is a true story. This couple end up inventing the lie detector t- uh, that you know nowadays. Um, and later in the, in the story, it tells about how the guy didn't want, to, didn't want to patent it because he thought science was for everybody. And so that's the reason why you don't hear his name attached to that. But this is how incredible this story is. So the... Eventually, as the story goes on and they're getting on, uh, that lie detector that she starts, they start, they get it fixed. They they strap the, they strap the, <sighs> I know I'm sounding a little bit kinky, but they strap her, the assistant in. And they, and the wife starts like, are you in love with my husband or something like that? She's like, no. But of course, the lie detector's like, yeah. are you in love with, and the husband asks about, are you in love with my wife? No. So they, so they know she's lying about both. And do you want to have sex with us? No. So it, it's, it ends up being something where um, it ends up being this passionate threesome. Yeah. And the way they framed it was kind of interesting because the, the student assistant was more attracted to the wife at the beginning. Hmm. She Well, that's what she was willing to admit. Okay. Right? And then... And then there's it twists back. And anyway, it ends up being a threesome with all three of them deeply involved with one another. Yeah, which was very obviously back in the 1920s was very controversial. Super controversial. And, um, and, and then their the, kids kids came into the picture. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're oh. jumping too quick. They didn't oh. have any kids at that time. They were still at the college. And remember, she had a fiance, the oh, student. Yes. And the fiance ended up getting pissed off because he's like, everybody can see on campus what y'all doing. And not only did she lose her fiance, I don't know, did she get kicked out of school? I'm not sure about the I don't know part. if she got kicked out of school, but the professors yeah, lost their they lost their positions, yeah. And with the love that they, and several times throughout the movie, the wife is basically kicking out the girl, but then is so in love with her, allows her to come back in. But at this point, she was ready to get rid of the girl, and they were like, you know, we have to change our life. You know, now I can't be a professor. Neither one of us can be a professor anymore. And they're like, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all in, but we're going to lie. We're going to lie to our kids. We're going to lie to our neighbors about how our relationship is. 
So they moved to whatever town they moved to. And they and um she, the professor, a wife, just gets a positioned as a as a secretary. And the other they I don't even think they ever got all three married. It was just there was just Yeah, a no, they didn't formal, get right? Yeah. And they end up she ends up being like the house mom and they and he and oh that was the member they were going to break up earlier, but yeah. then she found out she was pregnant. Exactly. The, the, yeah, the, the, the teacher's the, aide. Yep. The older the the professor female was kicking the young one yep. out. Yeah. And the young one's like, oh, I'm but pregnant. I'm pregnant. Yeah. So they ended up working it out, and they were. It wasn't a what you might consider a typical. The the male has two women. It was uh, as the way they built this movie. It was really all three of them loving each other. Absolutely. And um, uh, they get to the point where they're like, okay, we've established this lie. Like he, they were saying that her husband died and he was just helping out. So that's why they were living. And um, as the movie goes on, you see this already controversial relationship where the guy then goes to try to find some, burlesque clothes and and the guy there is showing them shibari rope yeah goes into this back area and next thing you know they're now they're they're he's introducing them the rope like and uh and some spankings like i mean well, and, back and the, the costume the whole the co- Wonder yeah, they Woman just, costume appeared this and right. now I'm, I'm my mind is getting blown because they're saying this is a true story and this is in like fucking 1930 something by this time. Yeah. And so my mind is getting blown about the uh, the stuff that's happening and the what's kind of common with, even with me from what I've seen in that movie. It was it was uh, pretty fantastic. So there's like two. I'm gonna I don't want to go and tell the whole fucking movie because you guys still watch it. But there's two fucking amazing facts about this beyond that. This couple created fucking. The lie detector test. The guy ends up writing and being the creator of fucking Wonder Woman, and the the yes, comic the book. comic book, the comic book. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? What kind of people and, are they dealing with right here? And they were telling their st- he was telling their story in a sort of fanta- fantasy sort of way, yeah. and kind of pulling it out and but telling their story about the kink world and their threesome and their, you know, like their love for one another through the Wonder Woman comic book. Well, I mean, he, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a there about him. He was one and he was, remember, he was combining both of them into making the Wonder Woman. One, Wonder. right. And, but they, he would, yeah, he had elements of bondage. He had all this kind of, uh, you know, girl on girl shit. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know that, that the Wonder Woman started off a little bit more. Uh, risque. Adult, yeah, yeah. A risque type of thing. And then they changed it up later on. But um, uh, so he had created that. I'm like, who the fuck does this? Who who creates the lie detector test and then creates Wonder Woman? I mean, completely different fields, completely different whatever genres, everything. And I mean, what a fucking to me, what a fucking genius. Yeah, and back in, in as when he was a professor, he had created the disc theory. The disc theory. That's what we forgot about. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, that, so that the was, disc theory that is is the most an, important, right? It's an, <laughs> an acronym, and it stands for dominance. Inducement, submission, and compliance. And with this, I, okay, I'm good on everything else, but the inducement was what stuck out to me. Is the thing that I really wanted to dive in personally, because it was it was about the way it was explained, and it was that it was about 
getting a person to believe what you say and to do it the way that you want them to do it. It wasn't a force. Compliant is you're forcing somebody to do something, but they may not agree with it, but they actually believe and agree with your philosophy and way. Yeah. And 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 that's what, what I've been working on for my whole fucking life. And what he said with inducement, he said, naturally, women are better at that than men. Well, yeah. But imagine what kind of master you would be if you could hone in that skill. Hint, hint. Um, The the last part, which blew my fucking mind, was, okay, he ends up having cancer and he ends up dying. I mean, I don't mean to downplay it, but it's what it is. He ends up dying. And the, and the two ladies still loved each other enough to actually be together until they died. Yeah. Well, the younger one died before the, the older, older one. one. Yeah. And they were together all the way. The younger one died at 85 and the older one died at 100, 100. years old. Yeah. It was fucking amazing, man. I mean, this, I couldn't, it, I was so blown away. I had to talk about it in several different areas because I was like, wait a minute, we're not talking about 19... 96 or 2016 or something like that. We're talking about the start of this in 1928. This is a fucking incredible thing. I know. Imagine your great grandparents. So um, the the that was kind of where we wanted to end it as far as those that mass media because there was some good and there was some bad. So we'll move into uh, kind of what to be careful and aware of. So and about doing your research. So what do I mean by be careful and be aware? Well, use the, use the movies, use the book. I mean, maybe there's some more direct um, study from the books. Maybe you can use that for, for exactly what it's worth. But take everything with a grain of salt. Like what you see in these movies is not exactly how things goes. And I'm, of course, I'm talking to most of the newbies and and the vanilla people that may be listening to the episode. But again, this is not, there's no way that eight millimeters is, is the, the way that people are, like the people in the kink world are all diving into fucking snuff porn. And if you don't know what snuff porn is, then, you know, take a look at it. I mean, don't look at it. Look at what the definition is. You don't want to be, you don't want to be watching snuff porn. Yeah, uh, no. You don't want to go down that route. No. But, you know, there is, a, uh, there is plenty of, of different movies that are kind of step. Some of them put you kind of in the right direction. A lot of them doesn't. You know, a lot of them just, just, they want to create a story. So, you know, I mean, Black Snake Moan, I really love the movie. But do you think a black man kidnapping a, a little white girl is going to go or he doesn't get in trouble by the end of the movie? Oh, heck no. That's not going to fucking happen. Even if it is. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. His ass is get busted too. Um, and you know, some of these other movies like the the cell, obviously, um, Jennifer Lopez going to inside of the mind of a he was a serial killer and it shows all this bondage stuff inside. So, you know, again, it's associating serial killers with bondage and uh, and the kink lifestyle. And first of all, how to, unless they've they've done it now, I don't know if that technology works where they can a detective can go in somebody's mind and figure them out. So, you know, I'll take a lot of this shit with a grain of salt. It's only, it's always best to go into these other conduits and, and read the stories and learn and talk to people within the lifestyle. Um, but that's kind of what we had. Uh, it was, it was, Oh, I was, I forgot to mention real quick. Uh, one of those little funny, like 
rom-coms. Now, he's a fucking rom-com. It's a series called Bonding on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's a quirky, kind of a little funny little show about um, a, a young girl that's a dominatrix, part of a, a dom house. And she, her best friend or something like that from high school, who is a, a gay man, and they're both in New York, and he becomes her assistant. It's kind of a funny, and it's, um, a lot of it's true, especially second season. When they started talking to the head dominatrix and how she was speaking on film dom and stuff like that, like there's a lot of accuracies in there for that. So it's 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 a good show to watch. Um, it's also her um, fucking up boundaries and letting people know where she lives and shit like that. You know, like it's just uh, it's it's a really good story. I just wanted to mention that for, uh, before we moved on. But you know, you know what time it is, right? It's that time for us to tell another story about an amazing person doing amazing things. It's story time. All right. Story time. We've got a great story today. Um, I'm going to just jump right in. Do it. Been a classy whore my entire life, so I had a tough time figuring out where it all started. A classy whore? That's what she says. Awesome. Was it masturbating regularly in my daybed at age 13 or watching my first porn with two girlfriends in my living room when we were supposed to be working on a presentation on the endocrine system for the health class or hoping to bunk with a girl at summer camp? Sex was always on my brain and I was determined to explore my curiosities. The juiciest night I can recall happened on a weekday when I was 22 years old. I remember the couch was old and ready for some, oh, I'm ready for some drink and some drink and drugs in action. (laughs) I'm reading it just as it was written. Um, Anyway, back to the story. It was as good as any to kick off my kink life. At that time, I was living with two sexy female roommates. One of them, we'll call Kitty One, had been entertaining my conversations about pussy and BBC. The other, we'll call her Kitty Number Two, was petite and terrified of the desires being shared during our casual roomie combos. So we appointed Kitty Two as our supervisor. Lord knows we needed one. I finally got the balls to ask Kitty One for help in entertaining two sexy men with an appetite for two horny white bitches. She obliged. Time to host. The night arrived, and in an attempt to keep it classy, I changed the bed sheets and rolled a blunt. <laughs> that was my extent of hosting. <laughs> Kitty One fooli- foolishly trusted me to summon my coworker, Hammy and his frat brother, Moose, Haitian brothers. What could go wrong? After a couple hours of breaking the ice and shedding nerves, we were finally feeling groovy, vibing, ready to fuck. So much Hennessy, we all wanted some trouble, and it was about to go down. We all got drunk and high, which, until the living foreplay meant Kitty 2 and her boyfriend couldn't be in the same room as us. Things started getting weird in the living room, and so 
We flirted our way to the bed and paired up. I figured out real quick what full swap felt like, but of course, Kitty One and I had our preferences of cock. Uncut and huge chocolate cocks for everyone. I couldn't resist watching Kitty One taking their cocks and fighting their size. I called time out and massaged her pussy with my tongue, and she thanked me. I was into that, and it was my first time eating pussy, so I explored a while. That gave the boys some time to get ready to refresh. They found our pantry and returned with some vanilla wafers and crystal light. They watched until their cocks were throbbing again, and we went at it for hours more. Best part of it all was moose was moose calling happening through the paper-thin walls. Kitty Two's way of letting us know she was still supervising her beloveds with Hammy and Moose. Roomy, roomy love at its finest. Finest. We moose called back, of course. Silly and youthful fucking made for a delicious, a delicious first orgy. Me and Kitty One were sore when we woke up to some lovely artwork of a moose in all its glory posted on the fridge. Kitty Two was a real artist, and to this day, when the three of us connect with each other, it always starts with, is there a moose on the loose? Followed by a good laugh. I've always been a team player. Love what this kink life has always offered me. If you ever see a stray moose, please send them my way. Stray <laughs> kitties, too. Awesome. That's a, a good story. It's even funnier when you know who the person is because she's fucking hilarious. And uh, I think, um, you know, some people just ain't shy. Which I mean, who who starts off like that? They're like, hey, let's just go and let's get some big dick BBCs <laughs> and let's just go to town. Oh, that's fucking awesome. You know, I, really good. I, I, you know, I really, I, you know, I, I know this person. She has a very direct personality. So I just... This story, if I questioned any story, this would be the last story I would question because she's definitely that type of personality. She is. She's a, uh, that's a, that's a way to introduction. I mean, and of course that, you know, that there's my little whole conversation about, is it, uh, is it the fetish? Was it a fetish of uh, wanting some black cocks? Did it say it was their first time having black cocks? Or? It didn't say. So I don't know if it that It said was they had time. a preference for big, black, uncut cock. <laughs> So they like alien dicks. So you know, alien dicks. I guess um, you know some people like that shit. A lot of people like that shit. So a lot of people like that alien dick look. Yeah. Well, it's not the look; it's the feel. The foreskin's grabbing you, or something like that. With it's like a natural lube. It slips and slides real nice. It's a natural lube. Yeah, because imagine a foreskin sliding back and forth. So if you're going in and out, if there's no lube in the pussy, it's sliding anyway, and you're not getting rug burn. What the fuck? It's amazing. Okay. Just well, saying. <laughs> and obviously, it's amazing. All right. So, guys, if you have foreskin, then INM is willing to slob your lubed cock. Um, it depends who you are and what our <laughs> agreements are. Don't be giving me away. <laughs> um, anyway, no, good story. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, we decided to go with that story because uh, we wanted to uh, kind of go out with a bang, you know. And and um, you know, we get it's a uh, it's a little bit 
um, a little bit um, emotional knowing that uh, we're kind of in, finally gotten to this end of this first season. We've gone through a lot of shit, and, 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 uh, we, but we needed this break. We needed to have a couple of, couple of weeks off to kind of reorganize and, and get started again uh, into the next season. Um, I and M will let you kind of talk about how you how this season has been for you, and then I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up at the end. All right. Well, I didn't know how the season was going to go in um, in relation to my involvement, so it's a nice surprise to be ending being uh, more of a regular piece, and it's also um, been really humbling. You know, it's like a constant reminder of how much there is for me to learn. Yeah. Um, Overall, I'm just really, really appreciative to have this opportunity to be on here with you. And I thank all of our listeners and um, my number one fan from Santa Fe. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we got to see him this weekend. Hi, I'm your number one fan. (laughs) Got to see him this weekend at the party. So that was a nice gift. And um, overall, I'm I'm just in a lot of gratitude. Well, you know, that uh, who knew where, where we're going to go at the beginning of the season? I mean, like you were, you know, like there was no plan for IM to be really involved into the, each episode. And, um, you know, we kind of grew based off of uh, feedback. I know one thing. I know um, the producer, Dooley, was shocked at how fast we were growing. I mean, I told him, I said, this old man got some gift to this gab right here. And, um, uh, we were definitely not at the level that we want to be at, but fuck, you got to start somewhere. And y'all have helped us out, uh, motivate us to keep continuing to do this stuff. I mean, this is, this is the type of appreciation that we have for y'all is just to, that we, when, you, when somebody comes to us at a party or at a, somewhere and says, no, I was listening to your podcast and it's helped me or it's done this, that's kind of what we were hoping for, especially for the first season, is that we want to, to uh, create our own conduit, you know, we wanted to to help people out, you know, from from all over the spectrum, from vanilla to newbies to veterans to everybody that's getting involved. You know, I it it uh, it, it was so much that I wanted to talk about, and I just couldn't cram it all in in the first season. I mean, it, you, I'm, you know, I'm not done with the the master series, and but it was just important that, that we kind of got this going. And I think I said it in the early episodes, like I was hesitant to start doing this because I never did it before. I never spoke to anybody, never um, wanted to be in front of the scenes. I was always kind of like the behind the scenes guy, even though I've always had the personality. It's just that I wanted to um, make money behind the scenes. I, I, it's the only best way I can term it. But y'all are showing me that... Um, that uh, this is something that y'all want. This is something that y'all desire and that we love to do it. We love to express. We want to grow it and make it better and continue to, to uh, experience new things for us and for y'all. And that's why we appreciate y'all and we would love for as much feedback from y'all. And now that the season's going on to a little uh, couple of week hiatus, uh, we really need your stories. We really need your feedback. You know, Hit us up. Let us know what else do you want to see more interviews um we we plan on trying to get more interviews we're trying to kind of not teach as much as tell 
And uh, we would like to just speak about the um, the daily life of the Kingsters and 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 everything that's going on in our world. Uh, we try not to be political. We try not to be about sports or anything like that. But we're at all. If something comes up in there and it has something to do with the kink world or the alternative lifestyle, we'll make sure we'll talk about it. Uh, this is. Um, there are some other things that are coming down the pipes. Like I said, the YouTube channel and potential. We have a meeting today about some potential uh, media outlet. And we just keep trying to work for y'all and try, keep trying to kick out content. And we w- let us be your voice when it's necessary to be. We're, if you haven't noticed yet, I ain't shy about talking about shit. That being from Black King to racism to to um, unfair justice, to exposure, to um, not being recognized in the community. We're here for you. you We're also here to talk shit. We're also here to have some fun. We're also here to get kinky. And I'm sure there's nothing short of me uh, trying to live my best life and we're trying to help you live your best life. So as like I always say, you know, Go to the fullest to be in who you are, because we sure. When you when I keep those com- when I get those comments saying that, oh man, you never rest. Fucking rest for what? I rest when I die. I almost died last weekend, that's why I need to rest. <laughs> but I don't I don't want to rest. I want to just keep pushing, pushing, and pushing and growing. So when we come back next season, you know, we hopefully to do things better and to and to improving what we did and uh we have much love for all of y'all that listen right absolutely so oh, for one last time for this fucking first season i cannot believe we're done with the first season. i can't either right? i got chills all over man as always continue to be your true true keep it kinky peace Shouts out to all the Kingsters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe. To stay connected with me, Master Dion, follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky.